Okay, B'Shem Hashem Naser Hatsiach. Today's topic is Mesilat Yesharim from the Ramchal, the great Kabbalist and master of Musar. God willing, we want to finish the 12th chapter of Nekiyut. We've been, we have a dozen classes on it almost. And Hashem should help us to finish this, this shape safer. And the students, the Talmidim want to go to Derech Hashem and the Atevunot, which are fundamental. He says the greatest, the Ramchal here says that loving money, money melech, money, money malach, is a very dangerous thing. When a pers- person is a workaholic, he gets chained. Do you work to live or live to work? That's the question of all questions. Do you own your asset or do your assets own you? Who's the slave and who's the master? And unfortunately, more often than not, the Amchal is saying it is the most eloquent way here that the greatest chains, the greatest prison is a person that's a prisoner to his uh, lust of money and his work. And Shlomo HaMelech already in Kohelet predicted this. He says, Ohev kesef lo kesef. If you love money, money will never satiate you. And it caused, this is one of the number one causes. And believe me, I was a rabbi and I always tried my best to be like a brother and a father to my congregants to know what was going in their life. And this is kind of hits a raw nerve with me. The Ramchal says here that a scary thing. He says, I, I live this, so I know this to be true. He says so many times you miss praying. Do you know how many from people that were even in yeshiva for maybe a dozen years, even in kolel, forget to pray mincha? Actually, uh, a shout out to Mr. Agalar. He told me an amazing story from our barrel wine, which was a raw, prestigious rav in Rosh Hashiva. He initially started his life as a working lawyer rabbi. He was a pulpit rabbi. On Shabbat, but he was like the way of the Rambam, he would also work in the lawyer profession. The first day his father, which was also a respected rabbi, said, don't forget to daven mincha. He felt very um, kind of belittled by his father. He said, I have a smicha, I'm an ordained rabbi. You're warning me not to daven mincha? But I guess he got it here from the Ramchal in Mesilad Yesharim, because here the Ramchal says... Sometimes it's like a drug money. So guess what? He almost forgot the Davin Mincha the first day he was a lawyer. Because it was the winter time. And, and he, he said that thank God his father, you know, reminded him. And, and he was able to salvage the Mincha. But during winter time, which we just started right now, daylight savings was this Sunday. The Ramchal says, do you know how many mitzvot and Torah learning, and praying with a minyan, or praying mincha, or arvid altogether. When you're a workaholic, and you're like, my Rebbe, my Rebbe Harav Ben David said, that's why Chachamim Chazal tell us, Yevarechecha Hashem, in Birkat Kohanim, it says, Hashem should bless you, and watch over you. What does it mean God should watch over you? Imagine a young handsome boy, you give him an unlimited amount of cash, from his bank account, it's a season, it's a recipe for disaster, for him to do, um, 
live a playboy lifestyle, God forbid. So that's why it says, Vishmarecha. Money is like a drug. It makes you drunk. It makes you forget what your mission is in this world. That's why Hashem, the first second He blesses you, right after He says no. Hashem says through the Kohanim, the angels of Hashem, the conduit of blessing, Hashem says Yishmarecha, because you have to be careful not to forget your identity and become a workaholic and think that money, you're a slave to your money. So the Ramchal goes, uh, goes, goes along and says, the, you know, the worst manifestation of this workaholism is not learning. Um, this is one of the reasons the Gra says in Shira Shirim, Mashiach doesn't come. Because when people are young, they learn in Kolel and Yeshiva and they go off to Israel. But then, once they hit the workforce, it's like a rose that never opens and gives its smell. In Shira Shirim, when, imagine a beautiful rose that is about to open up and give its romantic and fragrance that can make you drunk and out of this world. So a, a budding Torah scholar, when he goes into the workforce, he could totally, totally abandon his, his growth and his learning. Parenthetically, I recommend everybody by Rabbi Lopiansky, which is the great thinkers and Rosh Hashivas of our times, uh, he has a good book called uh, Ben Torah for Life. So he says, the Talmud says, the Torah cannot be found with people that are big traders and trader Joes that go across the seas. The Torah can't be found with them. And don't think if you have the most stocks and the most conglomerate of businesses, you're going to have no... Our mission is to learn Torah, keep its mitzvot, and emulate God. But if you're infatuated and drunk from money and obsessed with making your one million to two million, your two million to four, and so on and so forth, there's no time left for, for Torah. And you should know, I live this myself. One property that I was involved with, I was the rabbinical lawyer, 12 years it took. I was a partner in the case and I had to help my father of blessed memory. One property wasted thousands of hours of my time and 12 years we were in, in Bedin and in court. So you should know. Don't think that every extra property is a blessing. If you use it the right way, it's great. But it could also be a big liability, a source of anxiety and lawsuits. He says, you should know, once a person is in an anxiety state and a desperate state, it takes you away from logic, and it, like uh, my partner, you know, he, he went against Beddin, even though the Av Beddin of Baltimore and many great rabbis said, you lose your Olam Haba, and it's like you're spitting on the Torah by not listening to the rabbinical court. When you know, some people, unfortunately, when it comes to money, you know, you see their true colors. And they're willing to curse out rabbis in the Torah and everything just for the sake of money. Their true God is money. 
Not not the Lord of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov that we learn about. Avram that was a true hospitable or came and killed himself to do Brit Milah and um, sacrificed his son for God and passed the ten tests that God gave him. So we we have to know a more sophisticated Yitzhahara than loving money is loving honor. He says, you know, once you get a little, learn a little bit Musar and realize that money, you don't take it with you when you die, you don't take one penny, but it's so marvelous for people to honor you, like Korach was after money. And so, he says, great, Yeravam ben Nevat, the first king of the kingdom of Israel that separated, that tore apart the kingdom from Yehuda's kings. He was infatuated with the lust of honor. And we know it says, When you're obsessed with people honoring you, you're egotistic. And it, 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 it causes you to lose your world. It says a crazy thing, my friends. It says God took this gentleman, Yeravam, which was a very righteous man in the beginning, he says, me, you, and the son of Yishai, which is alluding to David, are going to take a walk in the Garden of Eden. So Yeravam ben Nevat, which was so self, so obnoxious, and self-centered, says, who's going to walk first? He said, you should know what? David is going to be walking in the head of that group. He said, I don't want the world to come. Same thing with Moses' cousin, Korach. What caused him to lose his olam haba? The lust for love, for recognition, for fame, to be rich and famous. He was rich, he wanted to be famous. It wasn't enough that he was the levy and he would carry the, the Aaron HaKodesh. Because he got jealous of Elisafan ben Uziel. And he also wanted to be a prince like Elisafan, his cousin. Guess what? The Zohar says this was the same downfall for the... Uh, this was the main, main, main downfall of the Maraglin that caused the mother of all tragic days, Tisha B'Av, Shabin Noi. Because what did they do? What, why, this is a famous thing, right? Why did they, subconsciously, they knew if they come into Israel, there's going to be new elections, like we just had election day here in November. Um, and they knew that they would lose their position, so they said, they said it was worthwhile for us to do what? To corrupt the whole system, say Lashon Hara about God and the Holy Land of Israel which Abraham, with his blood, sweat, and tears, begged God, right? We say every day in our tefillah, the charoti mohabberit. God made a treaty with Abraham, that the Jews are going to inherit the land of Israel, in order that they shouldn't lose their lofty position of princes, and stay all the years in the... You know, power corrupts almost all the time, unless you're truly a sadiq. And just, you know, like the $2 billion Elijah, the $2 billion billing, 
It's been documented. Most of these people, they become badbakht. The money is the greatest curse for them. They get into fights with their brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparents, parents. They say, oh, you want $2 billion? Why don't you give me at least a million, two million? You're so... They lose their friends. So this thing of being famous and rich, the Talmud actually says three things. A little of it is good, a lot of it is very dangerous. Too much salt in your food, too much traveling, especially in the olden days, traveling would, would, would cause people to get sick and like we see in last week's parsha, and too much money. As we see Korach, Korach himself would have never had the chutzpah to argue on Moshe if not for the money. Shaul also. Shaul, which was more righteous than David originally. He was a Sadiq Amur in the beginning of his career. What caused him to become so jealous of David? He saw that David is getting more honor than him. Because he saw that the Jewish women would say, Shaul could only kill thousands, but David could, till, could, could eliminate tens of thousands because he killed Goliath. Same thing throughout Navi. This is such a beautiful uh, piece in the Mesilat Yesharim. He kind of summarizes all of uh, Navi for us. And he, he says that, um, that actually, okay, so here the students are asking, what's wrong with too much travel? That's why God said, Lech Lecha, and I'll make you great. When you travel, first of all, in the olden days, it could cause you to die, and it was dangerous. Even nowadays, it's dangerous. Uh, a lot of places in the world, you know, you could get different diseases, and you lose your fame, people don't recognize you, people don't honor you. And... Um, also, while you're traveling, it's much harder to learn your usual Torah and do your mitzvot, you know. If you're going around the Torah world like Chabad to spread Torah or give lectures, you're like a Shmuel Hanavi character, then it's good. But, um, you know, too much of it, I guess, depends on the person. Don't worry, don't worry, Elijah. Traveling is, is good if you need it to detox and relax, that's okay. Everybody needs it. Depending on your spiritual level, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky was on a such a high level, he would always learn. If you people need it, especially in the summer, or to relax, or one of the reasons Hashem wanted us to visit the Beit HaMikdash three times a year was, was for this reason, that people should see new scenery and come closer to Hashem. And, um, but anyways... The general of David and his nephew Yoav, why did he kill Amasa? Because he said he was, he was jealous that, um, Amasa would take his place as the chief of staff of David. So he said, let me el- eliminate him. Klaloshel Davar, the Ramchal says the bottom line here is, He says one of the most spiritual um, Yetzer Haraz, Satan, cause honor is not a, is not a tangible thing. Honor, the ultimate honor is when you sit in Olam Haba and you see how much God has, um, rewarded you. But 
the, the, the Ramchal is saying something very sharp here. Rabbi Ben Sion Abashal also writes this in his book, Or Letzion, in his Shmuzin, his Talmidim wrote, that the most sophisticated Yetzirah for Sadikim is not the Yetzirah of money or sexual pleasure. It's the Yetzirah of money, of, of honor, of being famous. Who's, who's the greatest Sadiq? Who's known to be the greatest, you know? He says if a person wasn't after honor and prestige to impress, listen, why do people spend billions upon billions of dollars on Versace and I forgot Hermes and Burmes and I don't know, Louis Vuitton and this type of uh, belt? Thank God I don't have one of those. He says, listen, you can live a very basic life in a, why, why is a person always dressing to impress and buying cars? You know, there's, there's people I know personally, my, my own second cousins, they collect sports cars. I, they never drive them. It's just because he wants to impress his friends when they come over his house in Loma Vista. To say, oh, look, I have these all these sports cars. It's a hobby. Whatever, I had a whole argument about this with him. But he said, you know, everybody needs a hobby. You need to be normal and be a hobby. You collect multi-million dollars cars that you really don't drive ever for a hobby. So he says, the reason why we work more, we become workaholic, and... Um, buy, access, luxury. Our obsession with luxury is a lot of it is because we want to impress other people. And um, it's uh, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. You always want to keep up with the Joneses, he says. So therefore you get into this whole rat race, this rat race of, oh, I have the bigger house. I have 20, I have a mansion with 22 rooms. I have, uh, you know, my house is two acres, you know, and it's just unbelievable. I've seen this. It's a, it's a, this is like a poison in our Persian community. People, I, I have a whole, uh, Dvar Torah and Shmuz on this. The reason God created jealousy and honor is the most honorable person in your heart of hearts, you should pat yourself on the back. If you've created more yeshivot, kolalim, taught more Torah, perfected your character. Not these superficial, mundane stuff that could come and go. We saw how Facebook lost billions. You know, if God wants, in a split second, people, we saw with the Russian oligarchs, that they, so many of them were Jewish. They lost billions of their net worth in a split second. You only take a good name with you. The only thing you take from this world is a good name. So he says, that's why we say in the Pirkei Avodah, our rabbis say, don't go after glory and don't go beyond, stay in your lane and don't go above your pay, pay grade. He says so many people fall into bankruptcy over this because they go and they go overboard. They borrow more than their income is. 
right? That's why you should get a good CPA like Elijah Kohanim, a good uh, tax um, advisor to make sure, financial planner, that you don't... He says, this is uh, interesting, the Ramchal, do you know, so many, um, I believe hundreds of thousands of people, they... Um, they, they declare bankruptcy. And they have to become beggars, the Ramchal says here. Why? Because first of all, they went after luxury and they fell into bankruptcy. Or, I, I've had this argument with two, three people that are beggars. I say, why don't you drive Uber? You own a car. Why do you come collect tzedakah? But it's not, you know, prestigious enough in their eyes. So it's better for them to go privately beg from, borrow money and not pay it back because they're so full of themselves and they say to work is below me. To make an honest dollar and not act, ask for handouts is a very integ, is, is the right Jewish way of things to do. The Gemara says you should make the first halacha in Ilchot Shabbat is that you should not eat meat even though Shabbat is the most festive meals of the week should be. If you don't have the money, it's better not to borrow money or ask for charity. Make your Shabbat like a weekday, but don't go trouble the community and beg in front of them. So it says, He says other people, since they're so full of themselves, and they don't want to bring themselves to do like daily labor, blue-collar, or janitorial work, or like minimum wage work, they go steal. And they go do disgusting stuff, because they say it's below them. The Gemara says it's worth it to be schlep, dead carcasses in the middle of the street, and don't say I'm a great rabbi, and go ask for handouts. And this is not the way of Torah. The rabbis tell us, love work, to make an honest dollar, not to be a workaholic, but to make an honest dollar, and hate being the boss. So some people, they have so much gava, ego, that when they get, when their business goes bankrupt, and they can't be the boss anymore, they go steal and embezzle, and steal from the federal government, and cause chilul Hashem, and ask for handouts instead of making an honest dollar. The Gemara says you should even do a work which you despise. Let's say you despise being a shochet, but the only available, because you hate the sight of blood. It's it's good to do something, even though it's like avodazara to you. You hate this line of work, in order for you to make an honest dollar and not be a burden. He says the bottom line is, it's very dangerous, it's a big pitfall, it's like a black hole seeking honor. And it's, Ravolbi actually in the Ale Shore says this is one of the most important lines of the Mishra Yesharim, so let's talk about it very clearly. He says it's impossible to be a faithful servant of God as long as you're always worried about your own honor and prestige. What's in it for me? No. A Jew lives his life in it, when it's in it for God. How could I be the most faithful and loyal and full of integrity, pure servant of God? And he says, 
This is what David says, I made myself low in the eyes of people, but not in the eyes of Hashem. And he says the truly honorable person is a person that knows Torah and the person that God respects. So there's no shame in making an honest dollar. Even though if you were a CEO making $2 billion, drive Uber. And don't go steal and, and embezzle and do tax fraud and make Chilul Hashem's just because you say it's b- below you. And you know people, the, the, the honor they give you one second is just vanity. And it's, it's, it's just nonsense. Because, um, one second you could be in style and another second somebody else comes the pop star of the generation and then you're not in style anymore. So why waste your life becoming a physical animal rather than becoming angelic just because you want to seek honor? He says, so to be totally clean from the bad midot, it's impossible to write everything in this chapter, even though we had 12 classes on it, but you should, a wise person should add more. This is the outline. There's many details and dangers in bad midot, and you have to take the general rule and apply it as it comes along. He says, somebody may think that it's impossible to be totally free and clear of all bad midot. So the Ramchal says, I understand your concern, but he says you should know it is a, it is a hard task, it is a high ladder to climb, but in the end of the day it's not impossible. Because if God will come and help you jump the elevator. When he, when God sees you give it your best, leave the rest to Hashem. He says a lot of times in the mind, the main battle for right midot is in the mind. Once in your mind you value humility and being low profile and not running after money, then in action it will come back. And fall in line with your heart's desires. Because a pure heart, a lev tov, a good heart is, is the source of all good midot. He says you should also know practice makes perfect. So if you keep on, uh, working on your humility and working on running away from honor, he says, in the beginning it says kashot, but in the end of the day you will prevail. And he says in the end it will become second nature to be good hearted and not after lust of money and lust of sexual and lust of honor. He says and it's been true tested. The true sadikim when they worked on their anger, when they worked on their Humility, when they worked on their, um, love for modesty and not being in the limelight and running away from honor. Baruch Hashem, Kol Yisrael, Ba'amech Kulam Sadikim. We've had so many, so many 
thousands of sadikim that manifested perfection in character. So you have to put a lot of pressure, but when your eye is on the goal, sooner or later you will get there. So Baruch Hashem, we finished the 12th chapter, Barzat Hashem. We go to the 13th chapter. Hashem should help us to become a few pure heart and become angelic and godly. Amen.